Welcome back to an all-new episode of SJ Insider, a special edition of SJHL Insider on a Wednesday, not a Thursday, and that is because yesterday was the SJHL and CJHL trade deadline. Myself and Clark Monroe will get right into it to recap a quieter day than I think most of us expected, but a quiet day in the SJHL trade deadline. Before we do, we have to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors at the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, Chevrolet, Capital Automall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism Saskatchewan, Young's Equipment, and Sask Lotteries. Thank you so much for your support because, of course, without your support, this show and SJHL Weekly and all the fun things we do uh, at the SJHL would not be possible. So let's bring in Clark Monroe. Clark, how are we doing today? Doing great. Uh, it's been. Uh, it's been. It's been. It's been an intriguing you have last to say few it days. Like that. Sorry. It's been Thank you. Uh, an intriguing last couple of days here just to kind of see which teams Doesn't we're going to make, make moves. make it sound better, though? It feels better. Exactly. Right? It feels better. Uh, it so it's, it's been a fun couple of days, uh, and uh, let's get into it. I mean, there's there like you said, it was a little bit quieter, but uh, storylines still are abound. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Um, let's start with January. There was a, a handful, just over a handful of trades on January 10th itself, the final day of the trade mm. deadline, of course. Uh, but there were a couple on January 9th, the day before, that I think we should definitely touch on. Um, there was a trio of trades. Weyburn traded the rights to Sam Bolt to the Dauphin Kings for a PDF. Nothing crazy. The Kindersley Clippers and Melfort Mustangs made a swap and... It's funny because when you look at the three trades on January 9th, the two biggest ones are within the SJHL. Yes, you love to see it. Yeah. Kindersley traded Wyatt Cook to the Melfort Mustangs in exchange for Alex Mack. So the Kindersley Clippers getting a little bit younger. Of course, we kind of know where Kindersley's at right now in the SJHL standings. I mean, obviously, they're not mathematically out of a playoff spot, but out of any team that's out of it, they're nine points back right now. And if they want to get into a playoff race... It's gonna, they're going to have to go on a bit of a run. Yeah, and I mean, Melfort, how much have we talked about how hot Melfort's been mm -hmm. lately? And to just get a little bit older, a little bit more experience in their lineup sure. uh, does not hurt them at all. And Wyatt Cook is a, you know, he's a solid contributor in the SJHL. So a nice little pickup for Melfort, I think. So let's, and then the, the last one on January 9th was a, I think it was a surprise. I think it was, it caught a lot of people off, off guard for sure. Yeah. It was yeah. a big surprise. Uh, the Melville Millionaires traded 20-year-old forward and captain Zach Kane to the Flin Flon Bombers in exchange for 20-year-old forward Jackson Martins, a 2023 conditional draft pick, and future considerations. Now, that trade got kind of came down the pipe late on Monday. Uh, what were your initial thoughts on that trade? Well, my initial thoughts were that I saw... Melville tweeted uh, tweeted it out. That was the first time I saw it. Was that Melville tweeted it and it said the name Jackson Martins? And I'm like, wow, Melville yeah. went and got Jackson Martins. And then underneath that, as you keep reading, for Zach Kane. And then mm -hmm. you know, initially, it's like, okay, there's a lot of questions here come up. Twenty sure. for twenty year olds uh, swap, uh, very good top twenty scores coming either way. Uh, I think Zach Kane's around ten, and I think Jackson Martins is what is he around seventeen, eighteen, somewhere yep. in there. Uh, so two very good players in this league getting swapped for each other. A uh, couple different styles of players as sure. well. So like there's there's that aspect to it. What's Flynn Flon getting? What's Me uh, Melville getting? Uh, and then the extras as well, just kind of tack on for Melville. I think it fits into Melville's maybe next steps for their organization. So I, I really like this trade for both sides. 
It is a good trade for both sides. I would agree with that. I mean, in for Flynn Flon, you're getting a player who obviously has a ton of leadership. I yeah. mean, we talked about it with every time we had Mike Rooney on, uh, whether it be SJHL Weekly, SJ Insider, even if you talk to him just around the rink. Yeah. Um, he always spoke very highly of, of Zach Kane, his leadership, uh, what he brought, you know, day in, day out on the ice for the uh, Melville Millionaires. And the Flynn Flon Bombers are going to get um, another player with a lot of leadership and another player similar to that trade that they made uh, way back in October, if you remember that, when they acquired Alex von Sprecken from the SF Van Bruins, but another player that really loves to throw the body around. And it makes them a very a very interesting team come playoff time because we all know how uh, the intensity ramps up and so does the physicality, and they are going to be a very difficult team to play against in the playoffs. Yeah, I think actually when we were talking about it, just you and I, Jeremy, I think it was kind of those things where who are they going to end up having to beat in the playoffs? It's going to be some teams right. that are really hard to play against, and I think this adds a little bit of a dynamic, uh, just continues to build that Flin Flon mentality, and I think Zach Kane's going to fit like a glove up there, and I, honestly, looking again the other way, Jackson Martin's going to fit like a glove, I think, in Melville. He'll get a really good opportunity there. Yeah, I think that's, and then yeah, let's look at it from that uh, side of things. Obviously, Melville right now, uh, going into Wednesday night's action, they're only two points out of a playoff spot, right? Or three points out of a playoff spot, I do believe. Yeah. Um, regardless, they're in they're in you know striking distance of a playoff spot. So to get back a player like Jackson Martins to come in, um, and he is going to you have to remember you mentioned it, Clark. You know he's a top twenty scorer in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. But think about Jackson Martins playing for the Flin Flon Bombers at the start of this season and the amount of weapons that. Obviously, Mike Reagan and company have up in that lineup yeah. for the Flin Flon Bombers. And now, with Martins getting traded to the Melville Millionaires, you know, you have to think Jackson Martins is now going to be a top line guy for, for Melville as they make a stretch or a run down the stretch. And he's going to have to be, you know, one of the go to guys for Melville when maybe he wasn't per se the go-to guy in Flint Flon. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he maybe he wasn't that go-to, but he still had 29 points in 33 games, 11 goals, and uh, barely any of those were on the power play. And sure. I think he's going to get a big opportunity there as well in Melville. So you can only see those numbers going up as he gets more and more mm -hmm. ice time, more opportunities, and maybe becomes one of the leaders in that group as well. So that was the big deal. I would say that was, uh, and I think I'm not... Uh, out of it by saying, uh, I think that's the biggest trade of the trade. That was the biggest liner. trade of the trade, yeah. uh, the, the last 48 hours prior to the trade deadline. Um, there were some interesting moves uh, on the trade deadline day on January 10th. I will, here's what we'll do. I'll read them all out and then we can kind of Go break, break them down a little sure. bit. Okay. So the Weyburn Red Wings traded the rights to Boston Gellowitz, goaltender Boston Gellowitz, to the Balfour North Stars for a fifth-round pick in the 2023 SJHL Draft. The LaRange Ice Wolves traded the rights to Carter Brilts to the Weyburn Red Wings for a PDF. The Melville Millionaires traded 19-year-old forward Noah Wills to the Sherwood Park Crusaders of the Alberta Junior Hockey League for a PDF and future considerations. Uh, the Nippon Hawks traded uh, Jovan Mele to the Rockland Nationals for a PDF. Kindersley Clippers traded Jacob DeWitt to the Old, Old Grizzlies for a PDF. And the Weyburn Red Wings trade Ethan Willens to the Niverville Nighthawks for a PDF and future considerations. Um, when I look at that, that 
list of trades, Clark, and I think uh, you're probably going to agree with me. Uh, the one trade, the the biggest trade that sounds out also involves Melville yeah. moving, um, you know, one of or if their their leading goal scorer, uh, point scorer Noah Wills to the Sherwood Park Crusaders for a PDF and future considerations, uh, especially for a, a, a team looking to uh, make a push. Uh, for a playoff spot, uh, a bit of a surprise that Melville moved on from uh, one of their leading goal scorers. Yeah, 19-year-old kid, too. That that weighs into it as well, right? Sure. And a uh, very skilled player. Uh, and I think he's going to go to Alberta and have a really great opportunity with Sherwood Park, I think. And uh, again, for Melville, I think uh, it's just Mike Rooney needing to shuffle the deck a little bit. Um, again, he gets some future considerations in that, so that'll help teams down the road as well with him. And um, it's it was an interesting move. It maybe caught me a little bit off guard, but uh, we'll see what those future considerations are, right? Because we will never know what this trade is actually going to be until those are settled. So uh, we'll hold our. I'm going to hold my tongue a little bit on that until we see what ends up happening there. Well, and you know. Off the top of my head, you know, Noah Wills was, I think, just above a point-per-game player right now. Uh, you know, prior to this trade, was just above a point-per-game player in the Saskatchewan. 39 and 34, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Just above a point-per-game player in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League uh, so far this season. However, with that being said, I think a lot of people had higher expectations and, and, and thought he was going to be easily a top-five point-getter in the SJHL this year. I think at the beginning of the year, I thought, I think I said... On the very first episode of SJHL uh, Weekly with Nugzi, I think I said he was going to lead the league in points. And early on, he was they had got off to a really good start. Mm-hmm. Those, him and Zach Kane were right at the top for sure. you know a while at the beginning so, of the season. I think this is, uh, you know, sometimes in sports, uh, not just hockey, you know, a fresh start can obviously help a player that may have, may have hit a rut. And I'm not saying Noah Wills hit a rut or anything like that. You get a, above a point per game yeah. player, but... Um, you know, I, I'm sure he probably wanted higher, like higher point totals so far this season. And, um, you know, obviously we wish him the best in Sherwood Park, but, um, I mean, he still had a, a has had a good season so far. Yeah. I mean, his kid's got a ton of skill. I think he's going to fit in really well, uh, in any lineup. One of the fastest in, guys in the SJ show. For sure. And he, you know, he had a couple highlights of the weeks over the, yep. over the course of the season. So, uh, I think he's gonna, he's going to land on his feet and I think he'll be okay. And. Uh, you know, good luck in Sherwood Park, and I think Sherwood Park's going to love him. The other trade that really uh, intrigues me oh. the most, uh, I mean, you look at uh, the January 10th transactions, uh, and you see uh, three trades involving the Weyburn Red Wings. Yeah. Um, but the one that does intrigue me the most is them acquiring uh, the rights to Carter Brilts um, from the LaRange Ice Wolves. And today, if I'm not mistaken, the Victoria Royals had announced that uh, he had left the Victoria Royals where he has spent the last year and a half in the Western Hockey League. And it appears he is on his way to Weyburn to join the Red Wings. So, I mean, the Wings are going to get... We, we talked about the addition of Riley Morgan for Weyburn and how much he's brought to uh, that hockey team. But now you're adding a guy who's 18 years old, has a year and a half of Western Hockey League experience to your lineup. And you know what? Cody Mapes has quietly built a forward group up front that has a lot of depth. 
Yeah, and Carter Brilts, I mean, six foot, 185. He's built well. He's from Regina, mm-hmm. so maybe the home cooking closer to home might might be good for him after being in Victoria, obviously. It's a big move for a young kid. And uh, he had put up great numbers in uh, AA here in Regina when he was, you know, in the under-15 league here and then solid AAA career as well and then kind of went up and down with Victoria. So he's kind of been up and down a little bit from the dub uh, over his years. Now, he has played the last... 88 games of his career in Victoria over right. the last couple seasons. Uh, so, the, you know, they've given him an opportunity there, and, and he's coming back to the SJ, and I think he's going to get a great opportunity uh, with Cody Mapes and the Wayburn Red Wings. I think they're going to – I would imagine that they would give him a lot of ice time. He's going to play with some really solid players, and we'll see We'll see how he ends up fitting in there. Well, and that's the thing is, like, we talked about it after uh, the Wayburn Red Wings added Riley Morgan from the LaRange Ice Wolves just prior to the uh, December 1st roster cut down deadline, yep. whatever you want to call it. There's yep. no official name for that December 1st. We, we really got to get an actual name for that deadline. We'll put up a poll question. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> the poll will answer it. Yeah. Um, but they have, like, the addition of Riley Morgan, you you see it now in the way that the Wings play is, like, they have depth up and down their lineup. So adding a guy like Brilts to them, it's just going to bolster their offensive attack, you know, moving forward, especially down the stretch when they are, A, fighting for a playoff spot going into tonight's action now. They're one point back of Notre Dame for the eighth and final playoff spot. But they have a lot of games down the stretch against teams that are right around them in the standings. And a move like this is going to help them. Yeah, absolutely. And we've only seen the effects that Riley Morgan has had on Ty Mason. Mm-hmm. We've seen it on their power play numbers. We've seen it on their record since he's gotten there. They've been doing quite well. Uh, so if you add another younger piece to that, maybe with some dynamic skill, uh, I think that's going to be a really good fit. And, you know, we see um, their lineup with with uh, Willens getting moved out, sure. uh, there's a spot right there for Brilts, and I yep. think it's in the top six. I think Willens, if I'm not mistaken, might have been playing with Turin and Kalen on the second line, I want to say, uh, or at least on their you know, on their depth chart that they post on Twitter. So uh, I think it, you know, it opens up a top six spot for him. Right. At the very worst, he's going to play on a really solid third line uh, role type of, of spot for him, and uh, it opens up a, a big opportunity for him, like I said earlier. I think it's just going to f- be a great fit, and I, I, he seems like the kind of kid that Weyburn's going to fall in love with pretty quick. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, based off what I... Because I... Some background. I Last year, I, I was the PA announcer for the Prince George Cougars right. of the WHL. Yes. I saw Victoria a lot. Yeah. And um, I saw Brilts a lot with the Victoria Royals. And he was a really good young player for them last year. And I thought, you know what? If he continues to grow and go on the trajectory that he was on, he's going to be a very good junior hockey player. And Unfortunately, it doesn't look like things have kind of worked out in in Victoria, but I mean, he's going to be a great addition for the Weyburn Red Wings because I really liked him last year uh, when he was playing uh, in the Western Hockey League. There were also, uh, so we're, we're, those trades I just listed off, I just want to point out, those are listed at shhl.ca. If you would like to uh, see all the trades from the last 48 hours or all season. Really? Yeah, there was a couple um, a couple of days ago as well, too, that right. uh, you know, trickled out. Um, so. If you want to see all those, you can head to sjhl.ca and check out um, all the transactions. But there were some transactions that were not are not on that page, um, partially because I know the one I'm about to read off, it's not a trade. It's a signing. Um, and it's actually, for me, I think it's a, it's a big one. And I think it could definitely help. Um, and that's the Nipwin Hawks announced that they had signed 2002-born defenseman uh, Bond, 
James Bond. Yeah. And it's pronounced exactly like that. Yeah. And his name is James. I'm not making that up. Silent D. No, ja- there's no D no, on it. <laughs> no D. Uh, James Bond, uh, 2002 born defenseman, 125 uh, BCHL games experience. Um, and I can tell you firsthand, again, from my time uh, working in BC, he played for the Prince George Spruce Kings. He's a very talented defenseman. Um, you know, six feet tall. And you know what? He's going to provide some good veteran leadership, I think, to uh, the Nippon Hawks when it comes to the blue line because we've talked it uh, time and time again this year. Um, Xander Stewart has been an anchor for that mm-hmm. team. Yeah, uh, He plays power play, penalty kill, obviously five on five, uh, playing, you know, oof, 25, 26 minutes a night, you know, that ballpark, anywhere yeah. from that. Um, but James Bond coming in is going to, I think, take a little bit of relief off of Xander Stewart and provide that veteran leadership back there and, and hopefully contribute and help, obviously, Nippon. We've t- talked about them struggling this year, too, of keeping pucks out of the back of their net. I think they've allowed the second uh, most goals in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. So a move like this, I think, is not only going to help the leadership on the back end, especially for a young hockey team, but also it should help them a lot in their defensive zone. Yeah, 130 goals against. And I was, that was going to be my point, is that you know anytime you can add uh, a steady uh, 20-year-old yep. defenseman with that many games of experience in Junior A uh, to come in uh, and maybe st- help steady the ship a little yep. bit. You know, we talked about Nipawin a little while back when they got Jackson Fellner and how the impact that he maybe had, just stabilizing it a little bit, helping out a bit back there, maybe uh, kind of just like calm the waters a little bit maybe from what they were experiencing early on in the year. And since then, it's been kind of steadily improving. Now you add... Uh, you know, a, a solid 20-year-old defenseman with a lot of experience into that lineup. And he's just going to – he seems like one of those instant fit type of guys. Like, I think he'll just slide right in. He'll fit in right really tightly in that uh, – t- probably the top four pairs, I would assume. Uh, you know, top four – Top four defensemen. Defensemen, I should say, say, not there's, pairs. There's not four pairs of defensemen. <laughs> Tad Cozen's going with a really interesting strategy yeah. in the second half. Yeah. Uh, four pairs, no. So I think he'll top fit right in that top four. And uh, a really great move by Nippowin and – uh, the staff there. I, I like that a lot. I, I do too. Um, I think for me, I mean, I've kind of mentioned what I, th- I thought of it, but I mean, it also, I think, speaks a lot to um, Tad Cozen and the organization showing, hey, hey guys, you know what? We've had a really solid season so far. So to bring in a guy to help down the stretch, yeah. a 20-year-old, and for that playoff push and to help them, you know, get into, hopefully get into the playoffs... I think that's you know that's like a vote of confidence from your coaching staff and um, and your organization uh, to the players. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? Let's just be really honest with where they're at in the standings. Well, I'm always honest. Yeah, yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-two points, eighth place below them is twenty-eight points, twenty-seven, yeah. twenty-six. They're not necessarily locked into that seventh place either. No, nope, not at all. So nope. I, I really, I really, um, you know, give kudos to Tad Cozen for not sitting back and just. Saying that this is good enough and adding a little bit more to a little bit more stability to the roster, I think that's uh, that's a really good move. Like I said earlier, and um, this will really help, I think, solidify them at least in that seventh spot. And then we'll see what happens the rest of the way. And the other transaction that was not on the SJHL website, which I'm sure will be up probably shortly after we finish recording, um, was the transaction by the Flin Flon Bombers uh, acquiring. Uh, I might screw up the pronunciation of his name. Uh, Baron Stieb? Stib? Yeah. Sure. Uh, from the Aberdeen Wings of the NAHL 
for uh, future considerations, it looks, or, or a player development fee, a right. PDF. Pardon me, uh, but a 19 year old forward, another 19 year old forward coming into the Flin Flon Bombers locker room. Uh, he had two goals and three assists with the Aberdeen Wings uh, in the NAHL uh, so far this season. But um, I think for me, when it comes to uh, what Mike Reagan has done at the trade deadline, I think you're you're building your depth for another, hopefully for Flin Flon, another lengthy playoff run. And I think that's what they've done with obviously bringing in Zach Kane and now uh, another 19-year-old forward. Yeah, and actually, you know, if you go to, I think it was Flin Flon's announcement of it, uh, Mike Reagan was quoted as saying uh, they weren't overly sure about it, and then when they saw his film, they fell in love with him almost instantly because of his work ethic, his motor, that kind of stuff, his physicality. Even yep. as a smaller-bodied guy, uh, apparently he has a, a really good motor. And I, again, what would we say earlier about the style Flynn Flon likes to play, yep. how they're building their team throughout the season? It's those hard-working guys who are going to forecheck you and make it really hard for you to play on any given night. And I think from the sounds of it, this fits right into that mold. I think this is a really good pickup by Reagan, uh, Mike Reagan, I should say, and uh, we'll we'll see how he fits into the lineup on a nightly basis. But overall, we've we've already seen his family follow us on Twitter, so shout out to the family. <laughs> uh, they're they're buying in, and I think that uh, Flynn Flon. Again, I said this about Carter Brilton Weyburn. Sure, seems like the kind of kid that Flynn Flon's really gonna like. For sure. Uh, so that's kind of the recap of all of the. I don't think we missed any transactions. Um, signings. There was the one goalie that uh, Melville brought in, and that was a, that was an addition That's as well. Correct. Uh, if we want to maybe bring that one up really quick, uh, they added a goalie because obviously there's a little bit of uncertainty well, with Kelton Pine. Yeah, status, it's because Kelton Pine right now is with the uh, Regina Pats, and as a result, uh, they don't know when he's gonna uh, he's gonna come back. Clement Labouille uh, played both games against the Yorkton Terriers. It, it appears he's going to be the guy. Uh, down the stretch, I see that you have the goalie up, but yeah. he Ethan uh, Rao. He played uh, in the KIJHL for the first half of this season, and in, I think in the quote, correct me if I'm wrong, the quote said from uh, Mike Rooney, head coach and GM of the Melbourne Millionaires, it's a player that their scouting staff had kind of targeted for potentially bringing into the organization next year, right. but due to their situation, they're bringing them in now. Yeah, expedited the plan. It yes. says, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, obviously. If you're going to pick up a goalie from the junior B level in BC, he's probably putting up really good numbers. I would assume he's had a really solid season there. He's a 2004, so he's 18, so he fits in again to that that look to the future that Melville has at the moment and uh, over the next couple of years. I think if you know, I'm not going to make any promises here, but if he comes in and, and performs well, they got a nice little tandem there with Clement and Clement Labelois and and now Ethan Rao for the next couple of years. And depending on how Kelton Pine kind of factors into that equation as well, uh, with his status with the WHL's Regina Pats. We'll see how that all goes, but uh, overall, uh, doesn't hurt to add a goalie at this time of the year. Speaking of which, we did forget another one. Oh, good. We did forget <laughs> another one. No, we didn't because we got to it. <laughs> no, it's funny because as soon as you said, oh, there was a goalie signed, I thought of one, and then you said a completely different one. Oh, good. So we missed two goalie <laughs> signings, which is bad because I'm a goalie guy. Come on. Um, we forgot about the Humboldt Broncos. The Humboldt Broncos. Right. Uh, also, they signed uh, 2003-born uh, free agent goaltender Jared Picklick yep. from the uh, Leth who last played for the Lethbridge Hurricanes of the WHL. I mean, we've talked about um, on SJHL Weekly with Rory McGoran. I mean, he's talked about, you know, 
I think Humboldt just wants to find some consistency in between the pipes. They've tried out uh, a number of different goaltenders, and they're hoping that a guy like Jared Picklick can come in and, and kind of stabilize that. Even though we've seen the last month or so, month and change, Benjamin Motu has played pretty solid for them. Yep. But it is asking a lot for an 18-year-old goalie to come in and oh, you know, essentially be the guy. So I, I think for Humboldt, they're hoping that Jared Picklick, a guy with Western Hockey League experience, can come in and kind of help stabilize the job and, and, and form, I would assume, a, a pretty good tandem with himself and Benjamin Motu. Yeah, six foot two, 185, nice size for a goalie, as anybody would know, and a 19-year-old player. 25 games last year for Lethbridge, so yeah. he got some considerable time. It's not like he was like a uh, middling third goaltender mm -hmm. or by any stretch. He played 25 games, and he, I think he got moved, I think, to Tri-City at some point this season, and uh, so now he's, he's ending up in Humboldt, and I think it's a good fit because that's, that's what you guys have talked about on SJHL Weekly. Shout out to Monday's editions of SJHL Weekly every week. Mm, good plug. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, but that's one thing that Rory has mentioned a few times, and it's I don't think Rory's ever said that it's like a travesty or it's like no, a, not at all. Uh, no, no. But at, at you know, stability in the goaltending department is very important, and especially at this time of the year when you're really pushing for that playoff spot, you're trying to figure out where you're going to end up, uh, and if you have a little bit of a question mark at net. It always adds a little bit of concern. So now that Motu has stepped up, we've seen him. What did he win? Goalie of the week or goalie of the month? I guess for December. Mm -hmm. uh, so he Sastel you know, goalie of the month. Thank you, Sastel goalie of the month. Shout out to Sastel. Uh, appreciate that, Jeremy. Your authorized dealer. <laughs> uh, so to see him step up, in, at least in December, and yeah. and now to add to the department uh, to the group as a whole. Um, I, I think we all see what Humboldt uh, thought was a priority, and, and Scott Barney has addressed it. So we'll see how it goes now going into the second half. For sure. And we'll see if uh, we'll see if, pick, if he gets his – maybe he'll get his first start with the Humboldt Broncos uh, tomorrow night when the uh, Humboldt Broncos play host to the Flin Flon Bombers. Uh, now I think we've hit on it. Did we get him? I think so. <laughs> um, so my question, I guess, to you now, Clark, when you – and I'll, get, I'll answer it too – um, when you look at all the moves at the trade deadline, uh, who, who might be your, your winners? Like who, who are you looking at as teams that you think did a really good job help helping, uh, improve their team, um, for, you know, the stretch to run Flynn Flon. I think, I think of who's at the top of the standings right now, Flynn Flon's sure. number two. Uh, and what did Mike Reagan do? But bolstered their identity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important too, because sometimes you add players for the sake of adding, uh, which is fine. It's, you know, some teams that's fine. Uh, but if you add to your identity or build on an identity, I think it just makes your team that much stronger as a mm -hmm. whole. Uh, and I think what Mike Reagan added in, in Zach Kane, I think is going to be a great fit leadership scoring, you know, that physicality, that grittiness that he, ha he has, uh, bringing to that lineup, and then just that depth ad. I just love that depth ad, and yep. I, I shout out to the family again because they instantly followed us on Twitter. <laughs> and I, I really appreciate that from them. How do you win over the you SJHL <laughs> media team? You follow us on Twitter. Just and stuff. follow us. It's all it takes. Follow us on Twitter. The Ligi family. Like from us Notre on Dame. Facebook. The Ligi follow family. us on Instagram. Yeah. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's not that hard. Uh, the Legi family from Notre Dame, shout yes. out to them. All of them follow us. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, I, I just like what Flynn Flon added and throughout the season, how they've tinkered and, and Mike Reagan's added. We talked about Alex Von Sprecken and others throughout mm -hmm. the year. Um, I just think that was a really solid, solid addition for them. I would agree with you uh, on the Flynn Flon Bombers. I would also say um, I, I personally like I like uh, the addition of Carter Brilts and Weyburn. Yes. I really do. I think that's going to be a really good depth piece for them. 
uh, down the stretch. And the best part is, um, I mean, he's 18. Yep. So it's a player future, that future move it's, also. It's a player that has some time, and you can you, know, you can build around. But I mean, it's that's a really good addition, especially for the stretch run, uh, going down the stretch, uh, trying to make um, the playoffs. But yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think Flynn Flon. Uh, they were, they definitely made the biggest splash mm-hmm. at, uh, the trade deadline. Um, my, I guess my follow-up question to that, was there a team maybe at the trade deadline you were surprised and some background, we do not know the carding situation for each team in the Saskatchewan for Junior sure. Hockey League. Um, so this is just obviously speculation or anything like that, but was there a team that you were surprised maybe didn't? make a move to try and improve their team or or just a team that you thought you know may have done something else i'll throw two out there and sure. again reiterating we don't know the carding situation. no idea so zero idea and the card if you don't know t- teams have set amount of cards essentially player additions that they're allowed to have or signings and you have to be down to 23 cards right by essentially the trade-up so there is a chance that some teams used up all of these available slots uh, already yep. and they weren't able to so the one that stood out the most because sure. of who they recently lost and mm. through no fault of the team yep. he just went decided to go to university which is great for him mm-hmm. uh, Alex Blanchard that's Esteban and now if you click on their roster right now they have five listed defensemen uh, especially after losing Blanchard so, uh, so they, I think they have 16 forwards listed um, so that was one team that again if if they did have the ability to do so I was surprised that maybe they didn't mm-hmm. um, make a swap of some kind in that regard sure. um, and then the other one I would say uh, would be I know I guess they did move Carter Brills but Larange um, you know maybe not bolstering their lineup in some form uh, throughout you know whether it was a forward or a defenseman I, you know they, they are very well solidly built I love how they built their team yeah, this me year. Too. Um, but I was surprised, and again, maybe they weren't able to, but I was surprised they didn't maybe add something. But that's all. Yeah, I uh, I think I would guess, again, speculating, because we don't know the card situation. Because of all the movement LaRange had done prior to yeah. uh, the January 10th deadline, I'm going to guess they didn't have any cards. Um, you know, they did, obviously, they traded the rights to Carter Brilts to the Wayburn Red Wings. Um, but... Yeah, I would guess a team like LaRange, to be example, probably didn't have any more cards yeah. uh, left. Because I'm sure if not, they would have looked at bolstering Something. their team. Because they're right in the mix. They're right in the, t- you know, they're they're in that battle of yeah. two to five looking to try, or two to six rather, of uh, the five teams trying to battle for home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs. Um, and I would agree with you on Estevan too. And that's, again... Good chance that's a card situation. Uh, yeah, down in Estevan, yeah. we've seen a lot of player movement down there. Could be a card situation. Um, the only other one that I was uh, interested in, too, was um, the Melfort Mustangs. Mm-hmm. I thought they would have taken a. You never know with Trevor Blevins. He's always active at the trade deadline. We've talked about it on uh, a couple of shows, but they did make a move. As they acquired Wyatt Cook from the Mel, uh, yep. from the Kindersley Clippers, but add that veteran guy. You know, one of the yeah, hundred percent. But at the same time, too, uh, you know, I've been thinking about this when I was doing my prep for the for the show. Is the tricky thing is with Melford is for a lot of this season they haven't had their full team. That's what I was going to say. That's exactly where I was. They going haven't with been that. healthy, and I think when that team is healthy, they are. 
I don't know if you I don't know if you really need to add too much to it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's that's exactly why Trevor Blevins and company didn't. Yeah. And I mean Ben Dekachuk came back from an injury. You know, he's been performing unbelievably well. Zach Summers well. was away at World Junior. He was gone. Uh, they added Ryan Duguay earlier in the year. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, that was a really important addition. He's got over a point per game since he's gotten there. Yeah. They have a great goaltending duo. Yeah. Uh, their blue line Unreal. is the highest scoring blue line in the league. Yeah. Uh, we learned that over a text message <laughs> group chat the other day. Well, <laughs> I ha- I kind of already... Expect it, uh, you know, without knowing the numbers, I kind of already They're that. a very solid but group on, on the blue line, and we've yeah. seen that throughout the season. Kevin Minock has been winning all sorts of awards it lately. Is, it is tough, and it's really tough to score against them. Very tough to score. And They're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. They have a really good mix of everything, so I think adding a little bit, uh, a piece like Wyatt Cook just kind of fills out the roster a little sure. bit. Um, maybe plugs a hole in that forward group, that top nine, maybe as a 19 year old. And I really like that move. And like you said, maybe, maybe they could have done a little bit more, but then we go back to maybe they didn't have any cards to do so. So we, I, I really like, uh, I like their team overall. They've been it, so hot lately. Yeah. It's tough to comment on winners, maybe losers yeah. at the trade deadline, especially at the junior A level when you have this card situation. And I think one other question too, you know, along those lines of kind of what we just talked about with Melford, I think one of the bigger questions going into this trade deadline were was uh what's Battleford's going to do? I mean, they're the top team in the country. We didn't even mention them. We didn't even mention them. And I, I think you know what? They did add a they defenseman. They did. I was just going to say that at a depth defenseman yeah. which was in uh Alex Isaac, I think was his name, correct? Isaac or Isaac, do you think? Ooh, good question. I think Marty. <laughs> Where's Marty? Marty's at? not here. Oh, I okay. think it's Isaac. I thought if I yelled loud enough, we would just hear Marty's voice come from the ceiling. I, uh, I, <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to do an impersonation. <laughs> no, you're good. But I think you know, with Battlefords, it's that question of. I think a lot of people ask this question: Do you add to the group yep. that's that's number one in the country and hasn't lost a game in regulation, uh, or do you let this group ride uh, because they are so they're built so well already? So do you just let them go, uh, or do you, do you if you do make an addition? Do you somehow mess with the chemistry in the room? Like, there's all those questions, right? And maybe some of these coaches, maybe we're th- talking about J- Trevor Blevins in this situation with Melfort. Maybe they just liked their group so much that they just wanted to keep going with them as well and not mess with it too much. For um, sure. So there's maybe part of that as well for some of these teams. I'm going to give a shout out to our good friend Marty Martinson of the Balfour North Stars and BattleVirdsNow.com, where go. Marty does unreal work. But I'm going to read off a quote uh, that he got from head coach and general manager Braden Clamosco. We were looking for another defenseman, as you never can have enough depth at defense. So true. And if someone were to go down, we've got some bodies back there now that can fill in some major roles for us. And, I mean, you touched on it. You bring in a 19-year-old defenseman who has experience at the mm-hmm. junior A level. Um, he can play up and down when it comes to your defensive pairings. And uh, most likely, and he's going to make his debut uh, this week as they play three games in three nights. So there you go. I, I really, that's another team, you know, Battleford's with uh, adding Isaac. I'm assuming it's Isaac. I think it's Isaac, but we'll find out, I guess, on Thursday when we listen to Marty's broadcast. Isaac. Yeah, Isaac sounds more correct. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, I like that. Just adding, adding a piece uh, to your lineup and you don't have to take anything away from your lineup. For sure. So yep. it's, it's, it's addition without subtraction absolutely which is really good for uh the Balfour north stars and obviously we, we've seen some interesting moves in the sjhl uh you know prior to the trade deadline and um again it wasn't as busy as we thought it was going to be well kind of it really like we didn't expect it to be incredibly busy yeah but you know what there was 
there was some splashes. There was only what, like three, three teams that didn't do a move. Am I thinking that correctly? Yorkton did. We didn't see Yorkton make one. Nope. Uh, we didn't see Larange. Well, I guess Larange did make Larange one. Larange so made a no. Larange made a trade. Yeah, they got they traded Brilts and then Estevan. Uh, so is that really only the just, just the, the two? two? Then. Yep. Um, so yeah. And what a great segue, Clark. Because the two teams who didn't make a trade, the Estevan Bruins and the Yorkton Terriers, play tonight at Affinity go. Place, 7 o'clock puck drop, as both teams look to get back in the win call. Because segue. both teams uh, got swept by their highway rivals right? Um, in the opening weekend of 2023. Uh, the other game tonight, actually, is also the Laurent Ice Wolves, as they play host the Nippon Hawks. Laurent also looking to get their first win at 2023 as well, um, the other thing I was going to bring up, Clark. Um, hey, by the way, I, I didn't ask you. Uh, obviously, holiday breaks over. Oh yeah. I, I assume you had a great holidays. Great holidays. Thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up. They're great. Awesome. Great holidays. Uh, Santa, great to you. Was Santa good to you? Yeah, uh, Jamie. I love how Jamie said. Uh, Doesn't matter about me because the kids had a good time. Mm. Uh, I I will say that Santa treated me quite well, so I was pretty pumped about it. And uh, the kids also got treated quite well. And uh, we've seen a lot of the. Gifts and presents that were right. given, spewing throughout the house. Right. Is that a word? Spewing? Sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, let's go with it. Um, so it's been uh, a great time. We had some really good time off. Got some good family time. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and also, good. I heard the reason why Santa was good to you was because Santa brought Clark some tickets for the Polaris side-by-side -side courtesy of the SJHL raffle. You can check out the tickets at sjhlraffle.ca where you could potentially win a brand new Polaris Ranger side-by-side. -side. Oh One ticket, $25. Uh, three tickets for $60. Ten tickets for $100. I mean, it's the gift that keeps on giving when you think about it. To be honest. And again, we say this all the time, but we can, you know, if you didn't get what you wanted, here's the chance. You know what? Yeah, like if I... I, if I could win the side-by-side, -side, I would be driving that to work in the spring and the summer. For sure. Just drive it around the facility here. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, the deadline to purchase tickets is April 23rd, I do believe. And the draw will be made live, live, live? on SJHL Insiders wow. on April 27th. Uh, you can learn more about uh, the side-by-side, -side, the raffle. Uh, anything you'd like when it comes to this uh, at sjhlraffle.ca. Easy. Gift, the gift that keeps on giving. Hey, Valentine's Day is month away. Yep. My wife's birthday is coming up. Perfect. Uh, that'll be good as well. There's, uh, there's Easter. The Easter Bunny can hide the raffle tickets around the house. Yeah. Why don't you, the Easter Bunny can put the tickets in the eggs? Right. In the, and then pop. Wow. You know, every single time. Wow, a side-by-side -side ticket. Woo! Cool. Let's go. Anyways. Give me more. Uh, <laughs> those are expensive Easter eggs. Yeah, very. Uh, but yes. Throw a piece of chocolate in there, too. Of course, it's a special uh, trade trade deadline edition of SJ Insider. Next week, we'll be back to our usual Thursday. Uh, but we figured for timeliness, we would do the show on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, uh, before we go, we have to give a big shout-out to... All of our sponsors here at the SJHL, Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism, Tourism Saskatchewan. There you go. It's going too quick. That's okay. Young's Equipment, Sask Lotteries. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Polaris, um, SGI, who is our podcast sponsor. 
uh, on both Apple and Spotify for our audio podcast. Big shout out to them. Uh, be sure. It's, it's a busy week in the SJ job. Oh, Bit- man. I was looking ahead. This weekend is crazy. It's a, there's a lot of games. There's a lot of stuff happening. There you go. And you can find out all the information on SJHL.ca, or you can watch SJHL Game Day, every SJHL Game Day, uh, on the social media platforms. So be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Get on it. That's where you'll find all the shows, the features, the highlights, um, and everything else your heart desires when it comes to the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Uh, this has been a, a lengthier episode, to be honest with you, than I thought it would be, just considering yeah. it's the two of us talking, recapping yeah. the trade deadline. But uh, it's been a great episode of SJHL Insider. Uh, for Clark Monroe, my name's Jeremy Corrigan. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on SJHL Insider, and enjoy the games this week, everyone. 